0: all right guys we are back it's been a quite a while um, don't really don't really have an excuse um, i actually i posted this in the other one tyler i posted um 19 through 11 actually finally yesterday um and we were literally recorded that about a month ago but um we'll probably i'm gonna post this tonight too so we'll have 20 through all the way to one up after tonight and then from there you can i know i talked about it um last episode too but we'll have a lot more content coming out for you guys we want to have a a episode where we dive into the totals um for both the east and the west and then we're also going to talk a lot about fantasy this year i know um fantasy basketball is a lot of a lot of people play fantasy basketball so want to be able to help people out with that um but today we're just gonna we're gonna talk about our 10 through 1 i think for the most part we've um, been on the same page. Just had a, a couple different spots, um, but that's what we're gonna do today. Tyler, thanks again for joining me, bro.
1: Great to be back. We yeah. tried the thing in Vegas. So we did a little test run.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, it not went sure well. How well it worked, but it, it was fun to do. We it were, was, yeah. Just so the audience knows, we were in the sports book. The uh, the Flamingo Hotel the Flamingo, guaranteed
1: yeah. us uh, at twelve o'clock noon. Uh, entry time, and we weren't able to get in till four, and yeah. it was through Brian and I sitting in the sports book watching the Cubs and Brewers, and we just decided we didn't even get to, a bet
0: down in time for that either.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know, but we we decided to throw a couple of drinks back, which were on the house, by the way. Yeah, and we tried it out in the sports book, but I think we're just going to run back with the full top ten now.
0: Yeah, so we we probably got to like six, but like that was literally maybe longer than a month ago. And uh, we just kind of wanted to refresh. I also... Did you know... Did we ever figure that out? Like, can you just sit in there and get unlimited drinks?
1: I think they probably assume that you're gambling if you're just sitting there. We probably look like some schmoes, dude. Just sitting there for four hours
0: dude, with, I, our, with all of I our I feel bags. like it was longer, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, was a, it was a
1: good it was time. A
0: time. It was a great time. And then I went to Outside Lands after said i was oh, gonna whoa, take how it was it, bro? it was really good bro there were some days that uh were tougher than others but all in all it was a, a very good time and i'm glad it's i want the experience it now, and i'll be going again next year um but let's just let's just jump into it uh, do you want to start with your 10 because you, uh let me you go, th- you,
1: you go with our 10 i think we both had the same 10 if i
0: remember yeah. correctly but, but you, you get into it okay so for me my 10 and this is tough um, but it's the Blazers. And I think this is a team – I could see how Blazers fans would hear this and be like, all right, that's kind of disrespectful. Um, because if you – there's there's a couple different ways to look at it, and there's a way of looking at it. Hey, they were in the Western Conference Finals. Yes, it was a little bit of a watered down. Like, the Warriors took care of the Rockets. They just uh, – no, but no, honestly, like, the Blazers beat a good team in the Thunder with two legitimate – Stars and then went into Denver and on the road and won a very tough game seven against a really good team. So I could see how people would be like, Did you just have them 10? They were just in the Western Conference finals. Um, how you know, some people would be like, That's that's a little too low. Um, but for me, I I think every team ahead of them just has a little bit more overall talent. Um, but I it, it's gonna come down to how cj and dame can continue to take that next step and they've done that every year they've gotten a little bit better cj's gotten a little bit better dame's gotten a little bit better um and that's why they're now they went from a team that consistently is out in the first round to a team that finally made the western conference final so that's why they're 10 for me I, i'd love to hear your thoughts about you know what you think of them because i mean I, you live in portland you've watched a lot of blazers games um and just kind of tell me what you think about the Blazers and what you expect from them heading into this year.
1: Yeah, I have the Blazers at 10 as well. I remember we both had them in that in that 10 slide. It's tough because, as you mentioned, you touched on it, they did make the Western Conference Finals. They finally got over that hump. But you look at all the other teams in front of them, at least for me, They all have more talent than the Blazers. And I can't make a case to put them ahead of anybody other than like potentially if things flame out with the Celtics or somebody gets hurt on the Pacers, maybe, maybe they go ahead of them for me. But just in in terms of talent outside of CJ and Dame, um, Hassan Whiteside's a big question mark. Nurkic is not back.
0: Um, I, I could see it, though. Like, I could see why Blazers – fan. because if I – now that I think about it, as a Blazers fan, if I'm hearing this, I'm like, dude, we were better We, we – uh, they're going to assume now, obviously now, the Nuggets are high. We have the Nuggets higher. We just went and beat them in Game 7, added Hassan Whiteside, added Kent Bazemore. Yeah, you lose Turner, whatever. Yeah, you lose um, – who else did they
1: lose? They lost Turner.
0: They uh well Parkless and Aminu. but yeah they added guys relatively same skill level, talent level. Um, and they brought back uh they brought back Hood, who was good, but they also lost Mm -hmm. Canner. I'll take in the playoffs. No, I'll take. Yeah, he was
1: good for them. But yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. I just like I look at the teams, and we're basing this off talent to start the season. They just don't have more talent teams that are in front of them which is crazy to think that a team that you know i mean if you look at the playoffs they they were a top four team in the nba last season if you're looking at at, at it in the sense that they were one of the last four teams remaining you know yeah. and they did they did go on the road they knocked out a solid denver team uh, they embarrassed the thunder they broke up the thunder yeah. but I, I just with the, the lineup that they're gonna roll out there with to start the season i have met 10 um they have, you know, arguably the best bas- best backcourt in the league. Uh, definitely top three. Then they bring in Bazemore, Zonja. Hassan's going to be huge for them until Nurkic gets back. And obviously they brought in Tolliver, who's really solid. And Hood made massive strides in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, but it's just going to be a dogfight in the West. It is. Um, it is. And... You know, I I could definitely see them being one of the teams that has the chip on the shoulder. Like,
0: oh, you're still
1: not going to give us respect?
0: What do we have to do to get respect? No, it it Um, definitely feels like one of those teams. Exactly. And I could see this team, you know, I I really could. I have them at 10 and I I think I think about it a little bit. And I think I have them at 10, like you said, just because the talent level is not there. But we've also seen teams, I mean, even last year, there were teams with more talent that they beat. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if that system and stability that Stots has provided, obviously, and then having your two stars having been there for the past five years plus, um, if that can carry them past some teams that are maybe a little bit more talented, but newer um, and just put together. But that's that's why I think we both agree at 10 right now. But again, keep an eye out for this team. This is a team that I think is always slept on and they have a system in place. With guys who really just care about winning, and so uh, I I really like this Blazers team. Yeah, yeah, and the culture, the culture's yeah. great there. Culture's good. Um, All right, you want to go to nine then? We both had ten. Yeah. We both had the same time. My my nine is the Celtics. Uh,
1: I think that the they're they're fairly deep. They're still young. Um, oh, they're Ward- deep. Hayward needs they're deep. To, they needs, H- Hayward needs to step up and be the guy. They're paying thirty two million dollars this year Mm -hmm. I mean I get he had a massive career altering injury um, but he's had a little bit of time to come back from that now there's going to be more weight on his shoulder this year with Kemba and Horford both being gone Uh, I think that Tatum needs to I I don't know is it fair to say that he regressed last year
0: Tatum I mean I think it's fair but I, I think the situation altogether was just so much more difficult and I would take last year's Quote regression with a grain of salt for me, but I think it's you know, also fair to say that he that's did. That's
1: fair. Um, you know, again, obviously Kyrie and Orford both moved on. I don't really know about the draft picks they
0: made. I, I don't know if any of them come in and uh, help yeah. immediately. I doubt. But, I doubt it. I mean, Langford and Carson Edwards is fine. They, they still have Taco Fall. Yeah, they got funny. Tremont Waters too. Is a guard. Yeah, out uh, of Louisville. and He was good, right? I think LSU. I, I, what, what did I say? Louisville. Oh, yeah, I, I meant LSU. Yeah, uh, both start with LSU. Yeah. But,
1: no, I mean, Jalen, it, and it's weird to, to talk about Jalen
0: Brown. Oh, he's a veteran in the league
1: almost at this point, but he's only
0: 22, you know? Who? Jalen Brown. Oh, yeah, what, I'm sorry, you cut out slightly. You said it's weird to what, what?
1: To talk about Jalen Brown because it, it – he's been in the league for such a long time now. And he's been talked about as like this great defensive player and developing his offensive game. And it feels like we've been talking about him for a half decade, but he's still only 22. Yeah, he's uh, been
0: he's in the league. What three years now, th- Two?
1: three years, I think, Two.
0: Uh, but Two, three.
1: I-, I think this is going to be his fourth year. I think,
0: I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but he's still on his rookie contract. Uh, he's, he's going to be, you know, what he is, he's great defensively. He's developed each year offensively. Um, I do think that Tatum needs to be a lot better. You know what you're going to get out of Kemba. Um, I was, <laughs> I don't know why they signed Kanner. I think there were probably four or five other options that they could have created at that five spot. And who, would you Kanner,
0: have, who would you have uh, rather them signed Horford? <laughs> okay, <laughs> obviously, but like... Uh, no, I, mean, level. I think they, they should have really gone after... Busovich, Luce. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know why that that was never really on the table. I'm sure they tried, bro. He would have been yeah, a great I, fit. I mean, I think even somebody, and obviously, you know, my heart goes out to Boogie, but I think Boogie would have been more interesting than Cancer there. Um, I'm, I don't know about bugs. I love him. I feel so bad. About I feel so bad for the dude. He had grind, yeah. it looked, It seemed like he had grinded was in great shape he was looking like noticeably thinner
1: and just has seemingly grown as a person over the last couple years i think that the um i think he had a huge reality check after the first injury and then you see all the videos of him just grinding and like he never really had any head case issues when he was with golden state um and now the narrative has almost shifted from like oh boogie the bad guy that was in sacramento to like damn, like he's going to be talked about as one of the players that when you look back over the course of the last decade in the NBA, it's like kind of like Brandon Roy a little bit like, sh- like, shoot, I wish he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Cause yeah. he could have been something so amazing. Yeah. Um, obviously different positions, but um, yeah, back, back to the Celtics. I'm, I have them at, at nine. Maybe they can sneak a few more wins being in the Eastern conference than they would in the West.
0: Um, no, for sure. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I uh, I have them nine too, oh, and it, Really?
1: I thought, I thought you would have had them higher.
0: No, I have them nine. Uh, at least okay. on my notes here my notepad, which I put down how I, ever many weeks ago. So maybe I'll start talking about it and realize I don't have them nine. But um I think for for me it's again, it's it's like almost the and like the opposite of the blade. Not necessarily the opposite, but a team with a ton of talent, you look at guys like Hey, I mean, I, I know that the, the injuries tough with Hayward, but he's so talented. Tatum, Brown, um, then you throw in Kemba Walker, who is probably a top five-ish borderline point guard in the league. Um, but then you, you got to figure it out in terms of you you've seen last year, like you can have all the talent you want, but if you don't have a system in place, if you don't have people bought in, it's not going to work out. So um optimistic that this year they can get it figured out with Kemba at the head of things. And he I feel like he's a little bit more uh I think he's just gonna be a better fit. He's gonna let I think I think an underrated part of this, bro, something I don't think people maybe people are talking about. I just haven't seen it. Kemba playing with Jalen and and Tatum right now is gonna do wonders during the season because. I think Kemba will already have a feel for, one, their games. But, I mean, basketball is basketball. I think, two, just getting to truly know each other right now before even getting into it. um, So that, like you've talked about in the past, it never seemed like Kyrie was on Tatum and Brown's team. It it was always like Kyrie versus them, too, as opposed to them being on a team. And I think Kemba playing with them right now, gelling, and and Kemba overall just being a little bit less – I'm not, I'm not sure if selfish is the word, but, I I mean, you even saw in the All-Star game, in Charlotte, people were having him as, like, a low-key pick to win MVP. Like, it's in Charlotte. He barely shot. Like, I don't think he's a guy <laughs> you, you who... You can't even la- label Kemba as, as, I think, anywhere close to selfish. I mean, just like... No, no, I was like... saying Kyrie before. Oh, Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie. Sorry, sorry. I, I apologize. No, no, no. You're totally good. I'm just saying, like, I Kemba's going to be a guy that I think is, is going to make Tatum and Brown – because basketball, a lot of it is feeling comfortable, bro. Like, if you're, if you're second-guessing things, if you're – the game is too quick to be thinking. Like, it literally has to be all reactions. So, if Tatum and Brown are comfortable doing their thing and not feeling like, ah, oh, like, should I have passed that? Should I – like, should I have given it to Kemba? Like, it's just going to do wonders. I might – again, I still have them nine behind eight other teams, but um, – I think it'll be really interesting to see if can can these Celtics challenge the East? Can they challenge the Bucs? Can they challenge uh, the Sixers? Because I feel like most people aren't really giving them a shot at that. But I think if if everything gels perfectly and Stevens is able to get them on the same page, I think this team can challenge the Bucs and uh, and the Sixers.
1: So you still
0: have them higher than the Pacers, though, right? <clears throat> yeah. I, I think the Pacers, I think there's still a ton of moving parts. I'm not sure how Oladipo comes back. I love the Pacers. I think back in the last episode, I probably had them, what, 11? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Celtics are probably – I would take them over the long haul this year over the Pacers, even though I, I do love that Pacers team. Um, I think part of it is just a lot of moving parts, and I guess a lot of moving parts here too, but more so in, in Indiana – three of their starters are gone and then i'm not, i'm not sure how the superstar comes back with that from that injury but we're both yeah. on the same page so far 10 and 9 um i'll i'll yeah. go i'll go with 7 um 8 8 8 10 and 9 you're right eight my bad bro um i i didn't have numbers i just wrote the names <laughs> um 8 good, is going to be the jazz and honestly bro the more i looked at this i don't i i think I mean, this I've already made my official pick, so i got to stay to it now. But I, I don't know if I'm as high on the Jazz as uh, every – like, yes, they got Conley, who is a legitimate all-star. And, yes, Rudy Gobert is the best defensive center in the league. And, yes, they added Bojan. And, yes, they have Donovan Mitchell. But I think eight might I, – I don't know. I think they're probably better than Blazers. It's a toss-up in terms of them and the Celtics. Uh, but we've done a lot of, of – Of jazz talking um on this podcast over the you know the past couple weeks um and i think it what it really comes down to is gonna be that fit between conley and mitchell because we've talked about it mitchell last year and the year before he he's been so much better when the ball is in his hands and he's initiating the initiating the offense opposed to rubio and this year conley's gonna do that so um one it's gonna be interesting to see what the dynamic is if it's like 60 40 or if it's 80 20 for conley versus mitchell um or probably i'd say closer to 60 40 um and two just if if mitchell can take that third year jump and go from a guy who on some nights is without a doubt the best player on the floor but other nights can't hit water if he fell out of a boat um to a guy who's like consistently 70 out of the 82 games clearly the best player on the floor for the jazz uh, borderline All Star, and, and that's really going to be the determining factor for how good the the Jazz ultimately end up being this year. What are your what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think Mitchell's one of the more frustrating players in the league, just because of with what you're saying. There, there's nights where he's incredible, but you know if he does that for two games, he doesn't often carry it over to the next game or two games. Uh, but they're they're going to be great again defensively. I don't think they lost much on the defensive end. Maybe, yeah, I, I, they're, they're going to be
0: really solid defensively. Yeah. Um, Not worried about I, them on defense. I love the pickup of Conley. I mean, we, we've talked about it so yeah. many times. He brings exactly
1: what they need. Um, then they brought in Bojan as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have the Jazz at seven. Uh, again, they're, it's going to be tough in the West. But if we're basing it off of talent,
0: I think they have a top seven talent. That's what I'm roster. saying, though, bro. I think – these power rankings and i i don't think we've made it really clear we've kind of made these power rankings. We, we, we bounced around yeah twice i end. think for me ultimately what i'm making these power rankings on is for the most part when these teams are at their best like how good are these teams gonna finish and so i i, I like the you'll see i haven't said the warriors yet and i'm ultimately obviously the warriors are not this third most talented team when clay is out there and i'm not saying i have them three but like i think overall that's that's what i'm kind of going on is like a season-long type of power ranking thing but okay but uh, yeah, I, because, yeah i mean so if you look at
1: the jazz they 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 got rid of rubio They've replaced his lack of shooting ability with Conley. Uh, then they can do the full small ball lineup and still be competitive offensively with Bojan uh, and Jeff Green. However, they want to rotate it. They lost Favors, which I totally agree with what you're saying. He is a really big loss because I initially had looked at it. Yeah. Uh I mean, he played a vital, oh. vital role for them. Huge loss. But yeah, and but I think they, they picked up Ed Davis, and he can fill in those minutes. He doesn't have the same offensive repertoire that yeah. that Favors does, obviously, but he's really solid defensively. Sure. Um, he, he you know swallows up those rebounds. Um, then they have the back-to-back reigning defensive champion or defensive player of the year with Gobert. Yeah. Um, they're really deep. I, I have again. I have them at seven. I think they're going to be much more fun to watch this year yeah. uh, than they have been in years past. Just because they finally do have a true ball handler and, and Mitchell can play off the ball, it'll be interesting early on. They, they might struggle off the bat just because Mitchell's going to have to learn to give up the ball more frequently to Conley oh, for sure. um,
0: and just yeah. not have it. Yeah, no,
1: and just not have it. And I so agree. he's going to he's going to have to um, change his game, kind of like how Wade did a little bit when, when LeBron came. Like He's not going to have the ball in his hands all the time. He's going to have to figure out how to um, slash lane more frequently and, and make the most out of the fewer shots that he's going to be getting. So that might be tough initially. But right. if they can figure it out, they're so, so solid defensively. Yeah. If they can figure out that rotation, um, yeah, I, I they're, they're going to be competitive for sure in I the agree. West.
0: And we, we've honestly spent a lot of time talking about them, so we'll move on, especially because, you know, we're already like 20 minutes in. Um, yeah, so, so, but, so that was my seven. Yeah, I talk, think that's me... why, real quick before we move on, I think you touched on it, and it's perfect. I think why, I don't, I'm not sure I'm as high on them as everyone, but the reason why I feel comfortable enough to put them eight is, like you said, that defense. Super interested to see that Conley-Donovan dynamic into the year and who they close with. Who they like down the stretch? What their crunch time lineup is? Because I think there's a lot of different combos. But go ahead, give me your next one. Yeah, or my, uh, your, my, I guess your, your eight.
1: My eight, my eight, uh, my eight is the Pacers. I definitely have them much higher than I think most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, Oladipo is going to miss the start of the season, and there's no telling how he's going to come back. It's really tough when a when a star like that goes down, which I feel like we've been seeing pretty frequently over the last half decade. In, in the league right mm. like yeah. there's been massive stars that have gone down to um pretty crazy injuries like mm. career altering injuries
0: um, it's pretty sad
1: i'm not sure why that is because it, it like I, growing up i feel like that didn't happen as frequently
0: i think maybe we didn't quite as notices as, as much but i also think the speed of the game and like how hard these guys are worked has increased maybe that's just completely wrong but I feel well, like I feel
1: like part of it has to do with how high tempo the offenses are and like yeah, I... there's like, a ton of running I was, like I was watching some highlights cuz obviously it was Kobe it was like Mamba day yet uh,
0: yesterday oh, and I was watching I, I honestly high... wasn't aware bro <laughs> Well it's uh, the, the 824
1: and you see the, you see the Lakers throwing up a bunch of
0: old Kobe highlights like when they were yeah. you
1: know having the dog fights against Magic and the Celtics and those games were like 67 63 at the start of the fourth
0: quarter, and they just played at such a slower pace. And I feel oh, like yeah. we didn't
1: see those injuries as
0: frequently as opposed to now. It's, crazy. it's like
1: 95 89 going into the fourth quarter of a playoff game. So maybe
0: yeah. it makes sense why these guys' bodies are more run down.
1: Um, but yeah, anyways, back back to the uh, back Pacers. to the Pacers. Oladipo is going to be hurt to start the season. Not sure how he's going to come back. They lost Bojan. They lost that young as well, who was really consistent for them. They brought in
0: Warren. Didn't really have to give up a whole lot to get him. Tell um, me I why you th- liked because I think last year, probably I, th- I think going into the year, I mean, who knows? I don't think you would have had him at eight, and now they'd lose three starters, bring in Warren, Brogdon, and Lamb. He, who's the who's the third starter? Collison, okay, Bo- Jean it. Thad, like okay. what, wh- like who of the additions, I guess, stoke you out to the point where you're like, all right, I'm having a mate. Cause it is, it is high.
1: Well, you know, I love, uh, you, you know, I, I got a huge crush on, on Brogdon. I'm a huge fan of, of Brogdon. Is that, yeah, no, I know.
0: His, what, what was his split again? Like the, the 40, the 40, 50, 90. 50, 40, 90. The, the, the 50, 40, 90, uh, which is a very select club in the NBA. Oh, um, Steph lives there. If you didn't, if he didn't know. Oh, well,
1: of course he does, but, <laughs> um, it's not as much the additions, which I do like who they brought in with Lamb and TJ Warren, um, but it's the, another year of development they get with Sabonis and Turner together. Because those guys are so young. They haven't played consistent minutes um, together in the NBA just yet. And I think with that being out of the equation and minutes opening up at the stretch four, uh, there will be times where they're going to have to play Sabonis and Turner together. And I think they're oh. both so uber-talented in their own right. Um,
0: they're going to they start it. They're, they're going to make it work. They're going to try to make it work. And I, right, yeah. I was – go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. Go ahead.
1: And I just think that those two guys together are so uber-talented um, mm-hmm. that they're going to make it work. There might be some growing pains, which we'll probably see with a lot of other teams in the NBA there just because be. there's been so much movement in the offseason. Yeah. But I really like Brogdon. I think he can hold it down while Oladipo's out. He might not be able to do the same things Oladipo does offensively, but he's right there defensively, if not better. Um, and hopefully by the time he comes back, Lamb and Warren will have established themselves offensively, and they throw Oladipo into the mix. However, good he's going to be when he comes back, um, they can rack up wins against shittier teams in the Eastern yeah. Conference, uh, which puts them right around
0: 46 to 48 wins going into the postseason. Yeah. Um, Dude, so that's what I was going to say. I pull them up right because I think it's interesting now to take a look now that we're going through these top tens of what the win totals are. And so the Pacers are at 46 and a half the blazers or let's go celtics are at 48 and a half the blazers are at 46 and a half and then they have the jazz at 54 and a half
1: it seems like it should almost be the opposite way around in terms of being able to rack up wins against worse teams right
0: yeah i i think i think the the pacers Total at 46.5 is something I definitely would look into. And we'll have a total episode where we give official plays. I've already locked two in. Um, But, yeah, 54.5 seems a little bit high for how good the West is. Like, I could see him having a good year and winning 52 games, and that's still an easy cover. Um, Yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, what were they? They finished 50 and 32 last year. Blazers fans Portland should be pissed, man. They like the <laughs> Blazers I, were fifty three and twenty nine last. That's night. that's crazy. no, and this is like the team that I think the Bla—it's like kind of been pitted against each other of like kind of same tier, Jazz and Blazers. I don't maybe again that's just created in my mind, but Vegas has a seven total difference in terms of wins between the two, which is really interesting to me. Um, yeah,
1: that that is weird. I mean, we, we have the Blazers both at ten. Yeah, you had
0: the Jazz at what eight? Uh, yeah, I, I had I went. Blazers, Celtics, Jazz. It's definitely
1: not an eight game difference between the two. Uh, I would say
0: no. maybe three four, or four. Four at most, I really yeah. think. Yeah, Um a few Blazers fans should be pissed. Yeah. But again. Let's get mad, Portland. Yeah, it's Let's always get been mad. the thing with the Blazers that they're like perennially
1: disrespected and thought of as like a lesser contender in the yeah. West, and every year they prove people wrong.
0: Yeah. And and then so this is interesting too. So uh yeah. No, let's – do you want to get into seven then? So
1: my seven was the Jazz. Who's your seven? Okay.
0: My seven was the Nuggets. My seven is the Nuggets. Um, and then the, – so I, I have their total pulled up, and they're at 52.5, so a little bit lower than the Jazz. Um, and, and, again, if you look at it from – like I could see how a Blazers fan would be like, how? We just probably, in terms of talent, got better – Lillard's a year older McCollum's a year older we just went in and beat this Nuggets team how are you going to have the Nuggets higher and I'm going to tell you why because for me I think that you watch this Denver team and um it's it just reminds you a lot of similarities of the Warriors team before they blew up they had their year where they had people together. And and last year, they, I guess the year before last year, they they fell just a little bit short. But you saw that. They went from going just a little bit short to then a two seed. That type of growth. And, and all their studs are still so young. So you have a lot of similarities between them and the Warriors when the Warriors made their run. Um, and I'm just ultimately a believer in their talent. I really love Jokic. Again, it's so hard to kind of place his value in terms of how good he is. Can he ever be a top five player? Can he ever be a top three player? Who knows? Because we've never, we've literally never seen a guy play the exact way he does. There's some similarity. We've seen bigs who can pass. We've seen bigs with touch who can stretch it out. But he just has a a way of playing. He sees the game so much differently and better than other bigs. He doesn't just, he can turn around and back you down and hit you with hook shots. He can hit, pop and hit a mid-ranger. He could set the screen, get it, see a guy, Gary Harris, in the opposite corner throw a left-handed pass perfectly and have him shoot it and knock it in. There's just – there's so much talent on this team. I really believe in Gary Harris as a 3-and-D, typical 3-and-D wing. Um, and then ultimately I, I think we've seen what we've, we've seen from Jokic. We can feel good there, but ultimately for me it's going to come down to the development of Jamal Murray. They paid him like a guy who's gonna be a star. He's still so young, but he's gonna have to show that he can consistently night in, night out, be that guy who, to carry the load on offense. And there's nights where he does, but there's also—I'm sure you've seen nights where he just disappears. And then the defense is sense. Yes, I think a little bit better of a pure scorer, but yeah, that same idea of like some nights he just doesn't have it. He could have a wide open jumper, and I. If he and didn't have playing. it that night, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable, yeah. confident in him knocking him down. Whereas guys like Harden, Steph, you know, the elite guards, even if they're off all night, if they got an open shot with the game on the line, it's probably down. So, yeah. um, what are your thoughts on the night? Tell me where you had or Do you have them higher up? I have them at six. Six? Okay. Um,
1: question, how much stock do you put into players plus minus?
0: Um, I think... I think there's definitely some truth or I am mean, I don't know if truth is the right word. There's definitely plus minus makes a difference because it's something to look at because if you're not, if you're on the floor and you're putting up empty points, I mean, but you can't put all your stock into it because there's just things that course. happen. Um,
1: so, so the, the little little nugget that I came across, um, no pun intended, but uh, <laughs> if, if you <laughs> That's
0: look a good at one, the- bro. Uh, if you if you look at the career
1: plus minus leaderboard, and you put the minutes qualifier to five thousand, Jokic is third. How much all-time. is five
0: thousand minutes? Huh? Is that like a how many minutes are in a season?
1: I mean, he's been in the league for what five years now.
0: No, but it has he?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's twenty four.
0: He's headed into his sixth year. Okay, it doesn't matter. But anyways, yeah. Okay, go ahead.
1: A big enough sample size is the point of... Uh, yeah, know, probably I
0: mean. at least three, four seasons. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: his all-time plus-minus is third, only behind LeBron and Michael Jordan.
0: That's pretty crazy. It's crazy. He just has that, that yeah. unique combination of, of his passing skills, his rebounding, um, yeah. efficiency,
1: like like hyper-efficient. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really know what he's going to turn into because, again, I don't think
0: we've seen anybody like him. Uh, I'm not even sure there's yeah. a comparison. See, that's what I'm saying. Like you said, so third and plus minus, which is crazy. Ever,
1: ever and, in the history of the NBA. It's
0: crazy. And, and yeah, again, you don't see him affecting the game in a typical big man fashion. Like, he's just so different. And But you, you
1: do see on that note, even though he doesn't affect it in the typical big man fashion, you do see it affect the Nuggets, like in the playoff series when he was off the court and Millsap wasn't doing his crazy thing that he did one of those games against the Blazers. Yeah. They looked, uh, they looked overmatched almost, which is which is like kind of embarrassing against the Blazers because they didn't have Nurkic; they just had Tanner and Zach Collins. Uh, yeah, but no. When he's off the off the floor for the Nuggets, they are a much much worse team, and that shows up in the plus minus. So yeah. I thought that was a really interesting tidbit. I agree with what you're saying. They paid Murray to be a star, uh, and he showed glimpses for sure in the playoffs yeah. of guys that can just step up when he needed to. Um, Gary Harris needs to continue to get better. He's fluctuates, man. He, he's, yeah, he's re, he's
0: that really happens consistent. with young like, young players.
1: Yeah, for sure. Always, yeah. always locked locked defensively. Uh, yeah. Millsap was really good, but he's getting older. Um, but with that being said, I don't think he's vital to the Nuggets in terms of this like three to five year championship window they have. You know what I mean? I mean, like, well, they have. Yeah,
0: yeah he's just he's just on the downhill. You could see it.
1: He, he's on the downhill. He's thirty four, but I think it would probably matter more to a team that was older in general. But if Millsap rolls off when he does, they have guys. That they can, can come find in someone, and, yeah. And try and fill that space. Sure. I mean, who, whatever Michael Porter's going to be, he can go there if he wants. To, if he's going to play the four, uh, Plumlee yeah. was fine. They just
0: got Grant's. I was going to say they're just so. They were last year were probably one of the deepest teams in the league, and they got deep. Like they got better. They added Jeremy Grant was a huge signing. He's a guy that fits perfectly. He can stroke the three, defend so the perfect. rim. Like Dude, he, and, the,
1: and the guys off the bench Barton, that you saw in the postseason—I mean, Beasley Barton struggled, Monty. but yeah. then he picked it up out of nowhere. But like Malik Beasley and Monte Morris, are you kidding me? Those guys were yeah. so good for the Nuggets off the bench.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, it, it's a unbelievably deep team, an unbelievably talented team. It's it, when you get to this point, this is like—I love it, this. It, it, I Can't love it. It. no, I know, but I love this point of like where you are because this is what separates the really good players from like the elite players. If Jokic and Murray can get this Nuggets team to a conference finals, get this Nuggets team of one seed in a conference finals, that's when you can start to say, okay, now Jamal, now Jokic, now you can talk about them moving up in the league and, and just their overall standing. Like it it's Nuggets fans have to be stoked. This is going to be, these next three years are going to decide for them, hey, is this a team that will go down in Nuggets history as, uh, you know, a team that had shot to win NBA titles? Or is this team just not quite enough? And it's it's going to be uh, super interesting to see this year. That was my, so that was my uh, seven. What's crazy is that, like, they are the
1: fourth or fifth best team in the West. Like, it's bizarre. We just spoke how how high their ceiling mm, is for bro. the next
0: half decade. You and think they're better than the Warriors, so you can already just say four instead of fourth or fifth. Which ten, is nine, crazy.
1: Ten, it's it's ten, bizarre, ten,
0: but um, seven. Okay, they're my seven. We have the seven. Okay, we uh, we see. I love it. We're taking our time talking about a lot of teams, but we're we're a little bit behind schedule, so we're gonna right, go. Who's your six? Who's your six? See, but I don't want to slow down. I so six for me. Let's rockets. Who's your six?
1: six for the
0: Nuggets. Okay. Let's let's get in the Rockets. Tell me what your thoughts are. I'll go on my thoughts, and then we'll take a quick break for three burning questions and then pound out the rest. Um, Rockets. Uh, Dude, there's so much we can cover with the Rockets, though. For me, they're six. (laughs) They're ahead of the Nuggets. They're ahead of the Jazz. They're ahead of the Blazers. They're behind some other teams. Houston is is such an interesting team because we saw – in an alternate universe, the Rockets have a title last year. They beat the Warriors. If they hold on, if, if just a couple different things happen, they beat the Warriors. Now they're a completely different team. I go back on for I go back and forth on them. And on one hand, they have literally the got guy, two guys with the highest usage, and you're expecting them to now just somehow figure it out. You also have two guys that aren't elite three point shooters. Harden Harden's a good three point shooter. A lot of the, why the reason his percentages isn't elite is because he takes so many and a lot of his threes are just off the dribble, tough, tough threes. Um, but you you take two guys who aren't elite shooters, two guys who are used to having the ball in their hands, telling them, all right, you're going to have to make this work. I'm not saying it's not going to work. Um, I mean, I have them at six. So that That's a very good ranking. But I, I do think it's going to take some time. Um, I, I think every team above them, has probably a little bit more talent and a little bit more stability in the system um, and th- there's not so much that needs to be figured out um, but I, again, I love this team I think capella takes another jump i I love Gordon's really found himself a home in Houston. Rivers was great last year. It's really the same team just you throw the, Westbrook in, in and by the way how how old is he?
1: No, no, no. I, I'm saying props to Eric Gordon.
0: Oh, yeah. Talking
1: about find, finding a home and just finding his stride in Houston. Because he could have easily been one of those guys. That faded out. The Clippers where, yeah. where he faded out after all the injuries and he just found a home.
0: A hundred percent. Props to him. That's hard. That He showed a ton of mental toughness. He, he started off really well in the Clippers. And then the knees just were brutal. Then he wasn't really anything on the Pelicans and bounced around. And he's really found himself a home um but what are your thoughts on on the where do, where do you have them and then why i guess why do you have them there?
1: okay so i, I have my five
0: yeah.
1: uh, it will be really interesting and they are yet another team that there's going to be a feeling out process to start the season i mean game one is going to be a whole lot different than game 82 yeah. um but,
0: but that, as with every team but
1: yeah as even as more
0: so team, with this team
1: yeah, and, and you talked about an alternate universe they could have won last year. They could have won two years ago if they didn't miss 27
0: consecutive 3 right, no, Yeah, but, that's what I was talking about the, the two years ago.
1: Yeah, it's, it is interesting with the, the super high usage rates, but they are both really insanely talented and gifted players. Uh, I think it ultimately... Once they figure figure out how to work that dynamic with Harden and Westbrook, it's going to come down to what Capella can do when it matters, because he's so good in the regular season. He makes mincemeat of all the other bigs in the West dude, besides he's a Jokic. Freaking monster, dude! But he, he is a monster. He's he's a force down there, and he can run the floor. He uh, great rebounder. Really. Would you
0: rather game. have Capella or Andre Drummond long term? No contract included, just like pure player. Um I asked my friends this. I think it's a really tough one.
1: It's tough just because I've seen Capella in those big moments just completely shrivel. Mm. Um <laughs> I don't I, I don't know because Drummond does the same thing in the regular season to an even greater extent in terms yeah. of the numbers that he puts up. Um, I'd still I'd probably rather take Capella, but it's really close.
0: Yeah, I want Drummond. It's, it's, but it, like you said, uh, it's unbelievably close.
1: It, so. is, it is really close. But, um, yeah, I have I them fifth uh, just because the star talent they have and they bring back Gordon. Uh, God, I, I love what Gordon has done on the Rockets. It's crazy. Yeah. They still have Rivers, who is really good for them. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but I feel like at, at this point between really like – Really from one through seven,
0: it's like really nitpicking oh. to try and see like, okay, this team's a little bit better than that team in that facet of it's, the game. It's but so tough. That's why I love it, because we're going to be able to look back. But I, I, I completely agree. It's it's so tough at this point. Yeah. Because the Western
1: Conference as a whole has improved. Uh,
0: I think the league, <laughs> just overall.
1: The league overall has improved. Okay. Uh, Chris Paul's not going to be there anymore. Um, and he was good for them when he was healthy.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, He was able to spell Harden when he needed it. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be such an odd dynamic. I don't think there's sure. ever been anything like that in the NBA history before where two guys, the two highest usage rate players are on the same team. Yeah. I don't know how how they're going to facilitate shots. I don't know how Westbrook's going
0: to be on exactly. the Exactly. It's the same um, team with Russell Westbrook. And you would think right now Russell think? Westbrook is better than Chris Paul. But for me, again, dude, like – there's literally times Russell Westbrook is like
1: such a, bone a net do you, think that, uh, do you think that they run out situations earlier on in the season with Russ at the one and James at the two?
0: So that's what i talked about with my friends too, before it's like, I don't, I genuinely don't know. Like, what do you think the the distribution is going to be in terms of who brings the ball up? Is it going to be closer to 50, 50, or is it going to be, Like Harden is the dude, Harden's all, because with with Paul it was like 80-20, like Harden had the ball. Which is why I think
1: it could be interesting to try out in the first half of the season, like giving Westbrook heavy minutes at the one, James has shown he has the ability to play the one, and he did, you know, play off ball at least a little bit of the time when Chris was in there, Yeah. Um, but Westbrook has never been a shooter. Yeah. And like it, it just be, it would be weird to throw him into an eighty twenty split like that where he's just always the off ball guy. So maybe it could work if they give Westbrook heavy minutes and say, Okay, you need to be a facilitator at the one and not just be the thunder point guard where you're chucking up every shot as the one. Yeah. And maybe see if it works. Yeah. Um, but I think they definitely have to try that avenue at some point or else it's gonna come down to like that twenty seventeen Warriors series where you end up Giving the ball to Westbrook, and he's just a shooter. You know, no. it, that, that's not what his game is.
0: Exactly. All right. Time to consider. We uh, we're gonna take a quick break with with three burning questions. Up next. Thanks, guys. All right, T. We're back with three burning questions. And actually, bro, real quick. Arenado finally got back up in the ninth. I'm down three, and he struck out. So unless Ardovino, absolutely like they bring in some cuz you get negatives for obviously runs but like bl- a blown save i think is, like minus 5 so like i think or yeah I'll save
1: in, in a loss, right yeah
0: i think i don't think they'd bring him in and it's closing uh, i don't know a lot has to go right or like BD has to get like hit by a pitch so he doesn't get any points gets on tries to steal gets thrown out, gets thrown out. But, <laughs> like i don't know man but We'll get into three burning questions. I got three strong ones for you. I, that Drummond one, Drummond Kapal is a good one. I like that one. It's um, really difficult. But we're going to go – I'm going to give you four players. And originally I was going to say who of these four averages the most. But I'm going to now ask you to rank them now. Who uh, – rank these guys one to four in terms of who's going to score the most points per game. Pascal Siakam, Aaron Gordon, Kyle Kuzma, Laurie marketing,
1: Siakam marketing, Gordon and Kuzma. You said.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: Um, okay, I think I think Siakam's first with Kawhi being gone. I think he's gonna just step up. And can, well, what was he at last year? Like seventeen or eighteen?
0: I don't know if he was quite that high. I don't think he also didn't start off right away in that role. I would say probably closer to like 16, 15, but let me check. He was at 17. Okay, you checked.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 16.9,
0: 17. Yeah. So next year you think he's over 20? uh,
1: 19 and a half, 20, probably around there. Um, Shoot, this is a really tough question. Um,
0: Thanks, bro. That's why it's a burning question.
1: Siakam
0: one marketing to marketing averaged eight 18 last year
1: Kuzma three Gordon Ford I, I think Kuzma's gonna Kuzma might even go up a little bit higher just because there's gonna be nights where they just take LeBron and, and AD off the floor completely and Kuzma's gonna have to step up and be a first or second option uh depending on how they roll out with those lineups. But Gordon's never really been a massive scorer. I mean, what did he get, 15 or
0: 16 a game last year? Yeah, I 16. But I, uh, I, I expect him to take just another jump this year.
1: Okay, so yeah, I, I would say Siakam, I think he's going to take a really big jump. Going to start. Uh, Marketing 2, Kuzma 3, Gordon 4.
0: I'm going to go Markin in. Markinen, Siakam, Gordon, Kuz. Markkinen, Gordon, Siakam, Kuz.
1: What do you think Gordon gets? 18 and a half?
0: I think he's 19, closer to 20. Siakam's like 19, closer to 20. It's a toss up between Gordon and Siakam, I would Who's lean. Who's the
1: magic leading scorer this year?
0: Vuj. 20? 21. Yeah. Wow. It, it'll be close it'll be gordon or Cia, or, or or vooch but it'll be okay. very damn very damn close okay Fultz? Fultz? Nah, not this year <laughs> all right next dude, uh did
1: you, did you see ben simmons
0: dude i'm telling you he's gonna shoot threes he's shooting it a little bit he looks good dude he looks real good i love i love it um okay all right over twenty. 20- Point five points per game for D'Angelo Russell this year over under. Over. Backer. I think easy over. Why? Uh, just because he's going to be able to score a ton until Clay gets back, I think. Okay, I mean, so so you think he takes more shots than he did last year?
1: What did he take last year?
0: Eighteen point seven. That's how many Clay took last year.
1: I mean, I think it's possible. But like, also, Clay took that when they had Durant. So, like, like, who's the third scoring option but he's when a- Clay's not in?
0: The that remains to be seen. <laughs> okay. But okay, uh, you no, know, no, I'm going to put it at 21. Do you? Are you still 21 and a half? Or are you still taking the over?
1: 21 and a half, and you originally had it at 20.
0: And a half before, yeah, we moved it up a point.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I think he lands right on 20 to 21. I think he'll be at 20 point something.
1: Dude, if, if he's going to score, that means Steph has got to be at like 33 a game
0: when Clay's Steph out. Steph will be at like, oh, with Clay's out? Yeah, I could see that. I really could. I think Draymond will be a, a bump up too because they're going to trap Steph and Draymond. What did he
1: average last year? Like 10 and a half?
0: Yeah, around there. <laughs> Stop laughing. He's, he's such a funny player, bro. Yeah, that that his role is not to score. I will take I moved it to 21 and a half, and I'm taking under for the 21 and a half. For okay, 20 and a half, I'll I'm, not, I'm not playing it. All right. I think he's 22.3. Okay, I'm gonna go 20.7. Okay. This would be less than last year. That might be a holiday. take. Okay. But um I, I think for him. He's still gonna take tough shot. Like all his threes are off the dribble. Like I, I think, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, he's still gonna be a good scorer. I just twenty two is a lot. Um. All right. Last thing, we're actually gonna dip into football. I have my draft on Tuesday, and I want you in a in a half point PPR. Give me your top three fantasy receivers this year. You don't have to go super deep into it, but just Fantasy re- receivers. Wide receivers, yes.
1: Receivers, okay. Top three. Uh, I think Hopkins is clear-cut one.
0: Clear, uh, clear-cut.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's clear-cut. Um, I, uh, I'm i not really as high on Michael Thomas as I think everybody else was. If you look at his stats towards the end of last season, um, when they focused more on the run, he wasn't as productive in the second half of last season. Like, it was a lot
0: of... Yeah, I don't think... I, I don't know how much... Um, I don't know how many people have him as a top three, though. Like, locked in. Do you have Devonte in your top three? Yeah, I think Devontae's there. And hot take, I, th- I
1: just think Antonio Brown's going to go off. Yeah. I think they're going to highlight him so frequently.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if I am him three, but yeah. I Who else think... is
1: there? What, Julio Jones?
0: Yeah, Julio. Uh, I guess Odell. Yeah, I think Antonio is going to be highlighted, and I think
1: he's out there to prove doubters wrong. People really think he's annoying in a prima donna. I think he's going to go off this
0: year. He, he could still go off and still be annoying in a prima donna. Um, I go, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Hopkins, Devontae, Julio. All right, that settles it. Let's move on. All right, we are back. We have gone 10 through six for both of us now, right? And and also let me let me pull up the Rockets because I, I can't see their total being that much higher than 54 and a half, which is what the Jazz were. Um let's see. 54 and a half for the Jazz. The Rockets are coming in, sitting at 53 and a half. They like the Jazz more than the Rockets. Wow. They love the Jazz. They really... I think I got to probably hit the under on that, bro. Like, I I get it. I get it. It's a lot of wins. They're going to struggle early on, probably. All right. Give me your five. I gave my five. The Rockets. So you're just a pick ahead of me. Yeah. All right, dude. I don't know if the world's ready for this, but my five is the Golden State Warriors. And I think what? You... You didn't even have him in this video. You had him what? 12? I had him 11. 11. And again, I know part of that, you're factoring Clayton out. And Big sigh. No, I I want you to everything I say. I already can expect this is going to get out of hand. I don't care. Talk to me. Anything you disagree with, don't be scared. Come back and tell me why you disagree. Okay, preface. Just a preface. Pre- yeah. How are you? Because we flip flop. No, that's what I was gonna say. Lives. I know, I know. Right and now, how are we basing these rankings? We're now in the top five, and we haven't solidified why we're ranking. No, these teams I know. Dude. It's overall. Maybe, maybe Clay being out a little bit dips some, or or having an injury. Like obviously Oladipo being out a little bit brought the pacers down for me like if oladipo is healthy right now i had him higher so that does play a factor but overall these are long-term power rankings so clay being out at the part of the season you know maybe that's maybe i'm not factoring that in enough but i overall i and i'm gonna get to it i'm gonna explain why i have him five. um for me again it's just a culmination these are a culmination power ranks. This is what I envision through the season where they end up. Yeah, they may start a little slower than some teams, but at the end they make up for it, which is why I have them five. Like the Rockets may have a better season, may get to the all-star break and be better in terms of a better record. By by, by the end of the season, I think people will be like, okay, the Warriors are better than the Rockets. We've seen that throughout the season. I've seen enough to think the Warriors are better. Does that make A little bit more sense? It did when they had the players they had, but they don't have Durant. They don't have a half season, if not more, of Clay. They
1: don't have Iggy. They don't have Livingston. Bro. But go on. Go on. Go on.
0: I love it, though, because I I love – this is probably the biggest difference in terms of, like, where we have it. And, again, maybe part of me is having them there is just because everyone's counting them out. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. The Warriors, this Warriors team has gone to five straight finals. I guess not this Warriors team. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green have been to five straight finals. I don't, like 95% of the league doesn't know, like they the, the mindset of this team, of Kerr, of the coaching staff, of those three most important players is already, because we've seen talent is talent is talent and talent definitely helps. But we saw with the Celtics last year, talent is not everything. And a lot of it is the system. A lot of it is really the mindset of the players and all being on the same page. So that one right there is is huge for me. They have, have the culture. They know literally exactly what it takes to win an NBA championship. They know what's expected of them. They know exactly what they need to do. You then factor in Draymond, Clay, and Steph. Every they've all three of them, and again, I'm not saying they've had a tough life or they've been underdogs their whole life, but all three of them have faced being doubted at the highest level and have always, always responded to that in Steph Curry again, being too small, like okay, whatever, like in high school. Was not considered at all a top prospect. Draymond, obviously. And I'm not, I don't have to get into all that, but I know all three of these guys thrive off of being the underdog. And I know for a hundred percent fact that all of them here, oh, they're done. And I they live for that shit. I know they do. And so you take a team that with this core already they they won the Western Conference Finals with this core, added an all-star on top of that, and again. Yes, they they they're not gonna have clay for a while. They did lose Iguodala, which was a huge part of winning the blazers his his defense and IQ is unbelievable but again, I'm not having him won, but I think with a guy who's Dre who's gonna captain the defense you your defense is taken care of a guy who and Steph who draws so much attention and then a guy like D'Angelo Russell who has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too and I think can play. He's not going to be what as impactful as Clay would be, but can help mitigate the loss of Clay enough until he comes back that the Warriors can be a five six team. And then when Clay comes back, really make that push. That's why I have him five. It's just overall, I don't see. Again, I have four teams ahead of him still, but I don't see why. I can't put a team like a Blazers who just lost to them. I can't put a team like the Celtics who just lost in the second round. I can't put a team like the Jazz who's never who hasn't gotten past the first round over this team. Yes, they lost Kevin Durant. Yes, Clay's out for a little bit, but I, Clay is the last person I'm, I'm worried about. His his body is like superhuman. Like he always just ends up being okay. He's so durable. That's why I have him five. Is the the combination of the mindset being doubted, knowing what it takes to win, and then having ultimate faith in Steph Curry and his ability to find ways to win and find ways to impact the game no matter what's going on. And then obviously Draymond and, and Clay and they're winners. They just are straight up, they're winners. And I, I would be really surprised if down the stretch they're not in it.
1: Okay. Those are all fair points. I just think that you're undermining what they lost.
0: I, you think I'm undervaluing the loss of Igadala and Durant? And Livingston and Cook and Boogie. Dude. I just think they lost a lot. And granted,
1: those like Cook and Livingston See. and Boogie when he was playing, they were not game changers. Yeah, game. okay. But, but the guys they brought in don't exactly offer much confidence that they can fill those roles. I mean... Do you feel
0: confident with the guys they brought in? Okay, to, to answer that, every guy outside of Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala I, are completely replaceable. I obviously, I don't even need to get into why losing Kevin Durant hurts. Iguodala, losing Iguodala in terms of at least the playoffs hurts a ton. He's a vet who knows exactly how to win and is such a good perimeter defender. People don't realize that. That's going to hurt. This, this
1: is going to be the... Thinnest team in the Western Conference
0: in the playoffs. I think. If Clay's back, I think it's. I don't. I mean, I mean they're Come not on, as. Come on, bro. They've Willie always Stein, been thin. Willie Colley Stein,
1: Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson, and Alfonso McKitty.
0: Yes. What Did you He's not kidding. see? They were playing Quinn Cook, Alfonso McKinney. They were playing those guys in the NBA Finals, and if Clay doesn't get hurt. They probably win game 6 in the NBA finals. They won on the road in game 5 without KD for 3 quarters. They won an NBA finals game essentially with this again, Iggy is there. But like to say that now this dro- huge drop off is going to happen because they like Dude, the
1: bench you're telling me that the guys that I just listed are better than Iggy, Livingston, Boogie, and Quinn
0: Cook. Livingston's not on a team. He's lo- He's done. I love Livingston. He's had a great career. He was not he, – he knows how to win a title, but he, his body is done. I'm fine losing him. Quinn Cook has had some great moments in the Raptors series. Overall, he did not have a good season. He had got that contract from the Lakers because of, one, the year he had before when Steph was out for a while and he flashed a little bit. And two, he he hit some big shots against the Rockets, Blazers, and Raptors. In the During the regular season, there were times he didn't even play. Like he literally didn't see minutes. I'm not worried about losing Quinn Cook. I love the guy. He was great. I'm not worried about losing him. Iguodala Hurts, for sure, losing Iguodala Hurts. But that's more so a playoff thing. He doesn't even really give a shit during the regular season anyways. In terms of who they brought in, Okay, I'm not gonna go and pretend like, oh, we we just got the most loaded bench of all time now. But I feel fine with Glenn Robinson the third. I think he can be solid in our in his role. I feel good about Alec Burks. I every time I've watched him, he's been a bucket. I don't think he got a fair shot in Utah. he flashed some really, it, honestly, he's a decent scorer and cutter and finisher. Uh, we saw that in Cleveland. I'm not saying and, and sitting here trying to sell you on this bench, saying this is the reason why they're going to be good. But I can tell you from what I've seen, I saw enough. The, the Raptors, the team that played Toronto, that team is unbelievably shallow. Like they had a, even their best player off the bench, Looney, was had a broken collarbone. Like I've seen enough from this team to be like, they can get through whatever they have to do during during the regular season as long as no one else gets hurt. And then when Clay's back, I, I really feel like they can make a run. The, the one thing I would be concerned about is the defense because I'm not going to sit and pretend like Steph is an elite defender and I'm not going to pretend like D'Angelo is either. The defense scares me a little bit, but I just – Based off of what I know, like I, I know enough over the past five years and have seen enough from Dre, Steph, and Clay, you throw an all-star into the mix with them. And I – despite the – because they haven't had depth the past three years. I, I feel okay saying, hey, when, when everyone's back, this is a top five team. That can make a run. I
1: think their depth, other than the Blazers – is there a team that's gonna be in the Western Conference playoffs that has worse depth than the
0: Warriors? Um I don't know. I mean Lakers i, I guess. better, Clippers better, Rockets better,
1: maybe the Jazz, potentially the Jazz, the Nuggets are much deeper, Spurs are way deeper. I, it's just gonna to be tough. I, I think for the Warriors to make a deep run, everything's gonna to have to fall into place. Russell's gonna to have to be a perfect fit next to Steph, which might happen. Clay's gonna need to come back by the All Star break
0: and why? be who he who he was. Why though? Like, why does Clay need to come back before the All Star break? Why does D'Angelo he need he to be a perfect? Back, fit? If, he,
1: if he doesn't come back by the All Star break, I'm not sure if they can get higher than a seven seed in the West. See, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Even if Steph has an otherworldly season, the West is so deep. I don't know if they can make up enough games to not have to play the Lakers or the Clippers in the first round.
0: And I just feel confident enough in what I've seen with these guys. They, again, these guys beat the Blitz, swept the Western Conference Finals. Steph, Clay, and Dre. Like, I, I, I think they can do plenty to be a five or four. And then Clay comes back and solidifies that five or four seat. Like I. I like Willie He he. They literally upgraded their center. They still have got Kavon off the bench. I think it, I am never looked forward more to a season because I think people really are off on where they have this Warriors team. And I could com- be completely wrong. They could lo- end up being a fringe playoff team. But I just think Clay, Steph, and Dre, again, outside of even just talent, like they're dogs and they love situations like this. You
1: think, do you think they can beat the Clippers in a seven-game series?
0: I don't think they – I'm not going to say they're the favorite, but if they have Steph, Clay, Dre, and D'Angelo, I think it's very possible that they could beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. Dude, I think you're really underselling the depth that they have. They've never had good depth, bro. Why, why did that – They've m- had better depth?
1: What do you mean? that they, they had Iggy, who was a finals MVP, that was depth.
0: That was four years ago, and he shouldn't have been Finals MVP.
1: It was depth. He was depth last year. He was depth three years prior to that.
0: You're just saying one player who... dude, Who they
1: don't have, who is vital to the last five years of them.
0: So you're saying the reason why they're going from the best team in the league, clear best... Okay, maybe not Kevin Durant, but a team that that we saw last year challenged the NBA champions. and, And if they have Clay, I mean, I'm not saying they would have won, but there's a chance.
1: I think it's a combination of... Now
0: to like 11th, just because of Iggy. Losing the best scorer in the league, I think that matters.
1: I think losing their cog off the bench with Iggy, along with other pieces. But I think the thing that's more important here, other than Durant, which is the most important, but other teams around them got better. Every single team in the West that they're competing against got better.
0: I agree. I think. Other,
1: than, other than potentially the Nuggets, who just got a year older. No, they, they got better.
0: Grant, they got better.
1: But even, even the fringe playoff teams in the West got a lot better. And so, like, you, you look at the Lakers, who are obviously going to be night and day compared to last year. The Clippers got extraordinarily better. Um, we'll see with the Rockets, but I don't think that they got worse. The Jazz improved. We already mentioned the Nuggets. The Blazers got better. The Spurs got deeper. It's not going to be a cakewalk against some of these teams like it might have been last year in the West, um, and I think it's more about that's what I'm saying. I think it's more about the West filling out and being more competitive than it is against knocking the Warriors with what they did.
0: That's fair, and I think you're right. I think,
1: they, I think they did what they could have done because I don't think Durant was ever going to stay there no, no matter what happened. So I mean, he was out of the equation. I think they filled out the roster the best they could. I mean, they got an all-star, which is tough to turn around and do on short notice. Um, and Clay's hurt, which is also tough. I think they took on Willie Collie stein as kind of like a, prop, like a project sort of thing, see if they can change his career path around. I agree with what you're saying about Alec Burks. He's really good when he gets the chance to be good. But, again, I'm not knocking what the Warriors did because I don't think they could have really done anything else. I'm just saying that there's teams in the West that have surpassed them with how much better they've gotten this off season.
0: Again, fair. Completely fair. I kn- and I, I mean that I think that's facts. I think it's facts that teams got better. I, uh, for me, I, I just I've seen these guys for five years go to finals and know what it takes to win. And I also know and have seen so many instances where they've admitted they've heard things they've admitted that they feel slighted. They admitted they have a chip on their shoulder. And I know that's in their mind. And every time they've risen to that. And so I'm not even sure if what I'm saying looks like, I'm not saying it's going to look like a team that finishes third. They could finish seven, six, whatever, hold serve during the regular season. I'm just saying when it gets down to it, and if they have a shot in the playoffs with their squad for the most healthy, I think they can go toe-to-toe with anyone and and legitimately win any series against any team. And again, we haven't really solidified how we're even ranking these teams because, I, I mean, there are probably teams with more... There are teams with more overall talent and depth, but for me, I believe in, in Steph, Dre, Clay. I love the addition of D'Angelo. Honestly, like how we like the guys we handled or picked up in their roles, like Glenn Robinson, like Burks, Willie Cauley sign is better than Damian Jones. There, there's no doubt about it. He's better than um, Damian Jones. I, I don't, he's yeah, I, I'd say I, it's tough with boogie boogies better, but like obviously last year was not even really boogie. Um, but yeah, I mean that's why I'm have okay. them there. We spent 20 minutes okay. talking about it.
1: Who's your uh, Who's your four?
0: Uh, the Sixers. Okay. And that. So you're. Who's your four? The Bucks. Wow, I don't know how we really want to do that because the Bucks are my. How about we re- reveal our one through four? Okay. And Mine we'll is the Bucks at
1: four, 76ers at three, Lakers at two, Clippers at one.
0: Okay, mine is a little bit different. I go Sixers at four, Lakers at three, Clippers at two, Bucks at one.
1: Yeah, the Bucks at one. And is that just respect because they were the best regular season team mm-hmm. in the league last think, year? Or is making it making a
0: jump? I think part of it is that. Um, I think, again, we, we haven't really certified why, but I think the Bucks are there for me because, again, they did it last year, right? They have the sting of losing in the Eastern Conference. Um, finals Uh, and they know now they've been there and they have that sting and I think now they have a year to kind of again they didn't really they lost Brogdon which is gonna hurt um but yeah I think that part of that is that they've been there and I, I really think Middleton and Antetokounmpo are gonna take huge jumps they just remind they just really seem like two dudes who are focused on the right things and are obsessed with wanting to to take that next jump and I think the Clippers, Lakers, and Sixers all have a lot of moving pieces. Um, of the four, the, I mean, I think the Bucks are probably the least talented, right? I would say so. Yeah, but I think, for me, I, I just... I have confidence in the the system. They've all played together, and again, some of that is, yeah, respect for what they've done last year. Um, and It's hard. I, we, we haven't seen... It's what makes this is so interesting for, for the three teams that I have below them. I haven't seen any of those three teams or like there's there's no way to truly know what that team looks like because we've literally, they're completely new teams, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Why I are you, let, let's start with, I think we could break it down like this. Uh, We'll go bucks versus Sixers. Cause it sounds like you, you, so you have Sixers higher than bucks. So yeah, for have- you, yeah, go ahead.
1: I think it, I just did these off based off talent that they're starting the year with. And I think the Sixers are just more talented. I guess the, the bucks can kind of go into the season knowing they were the best in the regular season and now Kawhi's is not there anymore. So they don't have to have that sort of booming over their heads. Like he's now gone in the Eastern conference. Um, yeah. but I, I mean, you know how much I like Brogdon. They lost him. Uh, and they lost Miritich too, who is solid for them. But um, I don't know. I mean, I guess they brought in Wesley Matthews. They brought in Robin Lopez. They brought back Brooke. Um,
0: for you though, what? Why do you? Is it just purely the talent? Why you have the Sixers higher? Like, why? I think I think the, the Sixers are a lot better defensively than the Bucks are, um, which is saying something. Because I think the Bucks are a good defensive team. But yeah, I was gonna say um, the but, Bucks but are but I good. I just
1: think the the front line that the Sixers have. With uh, with Embiid and Horford, if they're both playing and they're both healthy, uh, is dominant, absolutely dominant. Um, and I guess Brooke, if they're playing, you know, a, a game Sixers Sixers Bucks, Brooke isn't really on the inside anyway; he's more more on the perimeter. But um, that defensive that defensive front court is is incredible, super lengthy. Um, and I think Josh Richardson is really good. We talked about him kind of he was just thrown in there as an added piece, but there were times last year when Josh Richardson was the best player on the heat, right? Yeah. And he was just kind of thrown into a trade with the Sixers. Um, I think Tobias has to be really good if they want to make it to the finals. but if Simmons can incorporate a jumper a little bit, uh, I just think that they're more talented than than the Bucks. Yeah, and that's saying a lot because Giannis is the best player in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and it'll take a lot to beat them. But I mean, no. they had home they, they had home court in the playoffs last year and lost
0: for sure. So I think I think for me, uh, the Sixers are obviously such a talented team. And I like you said, I I really like Josh Richardson. I think he's a stud. I think he's a again a three and D guy who actually he can do a little bit of handling as well. I think it's just going to be weird for me. I think the Sixers – I love Ben Simmons. I think he's going to take actually a huge jump this year. I think he'll go from – right now he's like, okay, all-star, good, Cena as is one of the best young players, to like he's going to make a jump jump this year. Um, but I, I'm not sure like that Horford – Horford and Bede fit is just on defense. Obviously, it's amazing. Like that's all you could ask for in a, in a in a front court. But I'm interested to see just because they're both kind of like the same. And like last year, they did a lot of Tobias at the four, Butler, and then Redick. You know, so they're they're literally the offense is gonna be have to be completely different because Tobias and Horford don't play the same. And so I think it takes a little bit of time. Again, at their peak they're all clicking and they find it you know a way to put it together i think they're they're better than the bucks in terms of just talent um so i mean and and at this point with these four it's a toss-up like there's really no way to know i think i just put a little bit more stock into the bucks having that They're, they're not changing anything the system is exactly the same and do you think
1: quick question do you think uh ben simmons is an all nba player this year
0: for sure you think so? I'd be, I'd honestly be shocked if he wasn't at least third team All NBA. So he, he would be the, the point guard, right? I think he'd be a guard. I think he'd be considered a guard. Just a guard. But God, that, that's weird sure. to think about. Yeah, I think for for like I I would put the odds at him being at least third team All NBA at minus one eighty. I, I wish I wish there were odds for that. Is there? Are there books where you can go and ask someone what the odds they can give you?
1: Some some books will let you like do your own personal odds. You, you get what I'm saying? Like like will Bradley Beal be an All NBA player? Like can you make those odds? Yeah. Does, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Um. But that that it's an interesting discussion in its own right because then you have guys like that are 13 fringe NBA players like Kemba Bradley, or Beal. Bradley
1: Beal or yeah. Clay Thompson when he was healthy.
0: Jimmy Butler.
1: Um, yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I, I agree, though. I think he's going to be an All-NBA player.
0: Was he not this past year?
1: I don't believe so, no.
0: Let me look. Because I, I don't think he was either, but I'm trying to think who on that third team, like, 2018, or 2019, I guess.
1: Well, because who was the one that got it? And then somebody lost out like $25 million,
0: right? I think it was Cat or something.
1: And then Beal and Clay both did make
0: it, right? Yeah, okay. So obviously, we'll get past the first team. Second team was Embiid, Durant, Lillard, Irving, Leonard. He's not going in over any of those. Third team was Russ, Blake, LeBron, Gobert, Walker. I,
1: he could take Kemba's spot easily.
0: I think he, he, yeah. I mean, Kemba had a better year last year just because Kemba balled out. But no, 100%, I think. It'll be between for for the last guard spot. It'll be between probably Kemba, Beal, Clay, and Simmons for 13. So maybe not one eighty, but I would I would honestly make him the favorite because because Beal the Wizards aren't going to win anything. That's going to be tough. Clay's going to be out all year. Kemba, if he goes off, he can get it, but I, I think Simmons is definitely the odds on favorite. I mean, you could maybe put Conley or Mitchell in that if if one of them goes off this year. But, yeah. What about CJ? Yeah, he's got to be an all-star first, bro. Yeah, it's crazy that he hasn't been an all-star. Yeah, like, thats I think that should be his first goal. I could see DeMar if he has a really good year and the Spurs make the playoffs. But, yeah, I, I would go probably. Simmons does. Um, was,
1: a, was AD first team last year?
0: AD was uh, not on any of them.
1: That's he, another spot that's going to be gone
0: yeah for sure and, and and so you had the lakers or the clippers high
1: i like it too um i'm not really sure again hearts out to Boogie. that's brutal the howard the howard experiment is really interesting and as a laker fan immediately i try and calculate it to how it's somehow going to work much like how you are with the warriors like trying to Okay, they got these pieces. It's going to work out. They have Russell. It's going to work out. My mindset is okay. They lost Boogie. They bring in Howard. Hopefully, it's going to work. Um, I don't get why AD doesn't just say I'm going to play the five. Like he's tall enough to play the five. He was a dominant five when he was playing the five in New Orleans. But that
0: him and Javale, easy. dude, in the paint. That's well, yeah, that's
1: yeah. It's, it's scary, but. I looked at I looked at Dwight's stats from I mean last season was a wash you know I don't even know what really happened in Washington and why he never really spoke on what happened but when he was playing the season prior the last time he played close to a full season it was like seventy four games and he averaged like fifteen and a half and twelve and I don't know what his health things are I don't know where his head's at mentally but I mean the Lakers made it clear like you're you're gonna you're going to fall out or you're not going to be on the team. Like it was a non-guaranteed deal. Yeah. Um, so this is for sure his last shot in the NBA. And if he comes – I mean, he's not that old. He's 33.
0: No, he I think. had a win because on the, the year before, our senior year – or, our, our, yeah, our senior – dude, the, he was a monster on the Hornets. Yeah, so, so
1: 2017 he was on the Hornets. He played 81 games, so – practically a full season, 30 minutes a game, 16 and a half, 12 and a half on fifty-six percent shooting. Like those are serviceable numbers. And I don't even know if if Boogie would be able to put up those numbers, to be honest.
0: He so wouldn't.
1: if if Dwight uh, is he... healthy and his head's on straight and like LeBron talks to him and he's like, you're either going to put up or you're off the team. Um it could be interesting. For sure. To to see how that works with A D that's a massive, massive front court. Even off the bench with JaVale, and, and
0: then JaVale, too. Oh, uh wait, real quick. Do you think – have they talked about is Dwight or JaVale starting? I mean, I'm sure they both play around low 20s, kind of ride the hot hand. But who's the odds-on favorite to start? Is, is it JaVale?
1: JaVale had moments last year. I mean, he was pretty good when the Lakers but were
0: bad. What have, you, what have you heard in terms of who's going to start?
1: I haven't heard much. I think it's going to be something where JaVale starts, uh, and they're going to just kind of handhold Dwight for a while to see if he can you know, be up to the challenge, maybe start him at 15 to 17 minutes a game, and then be effective in that limited burst, and they bump it up to 22, 25 potentially. Um, but that front court, dude,
0: that's a scary, scary force. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because it's the complete opposite of what the Clippers are. No, for sure. Because of, uh, so, so why do you have, yeah, I mean, it's a toss up. I There's so many different things that we can't account for injuries, health chemistry. Um, honestly, I, I've, I've talked to a buddy who's pretty concerned about Paul George's health. Like both his yeah. shoulders are messed up and he had to get surgery. Like that's not something that I think people talk about enough. Um, but it's really a, really a toss-up. But but for you, why do you have... Uh... I
1: mean, I, I could see... Because, again, in, in my mind, I'm basing it off talent that they're bringing
0: game one of the season. Yeah. Um, but I could see something along the lines of, like,
1: the top three teams in the regular season being something like the Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Rockets out West. Just with the Clippers... Um, with the minutes that they're going to try and, uh, I guess, not, not start Kawhi as many games. I mean, I I read something where Kawhi's only going to play in like 65 games this year. And if Paul George has the, those injury problems that he's had the last couple of years, maybe they sick him a little bit um, and prepare for the postseason. So depending on matchups, I could see the Clippers not even being a top three seed out West and then making a real run in the postseason. Um, but when everybody's healthy, everybody's playing, the Clippers are just so deep, man. Harrell made massive jumps. You're always going to get, um, what you're going to get out of Lou Williams. They brought in Harkless, who's not even bad. He was solid enough for the, for the Blazers last year. Pveb is going to do his thing. Um, Landry Shammick, dude, you know, like, he was just a, a toss in in a trade with the Sixers with the Tobias deal. And he was a stud for him last year. He was so good. And, yeah. and they bring in, uh, they also brought in Patrick Patterson, who's going to be whatever they have. Zubots, they have Magruder, um, uh, they're just so, so deep. There's not really a weak link on this team other than potentially if the Lakers try and go super big, I don't know how they're how it's going to go for the Clippers. Um, but yeah. their it, wings are so talented.
0: Um, I, I think, yeah, it, if, it, if the Lakers weren't really big, I would just counter and go super small and just try to run them off the floor. But yeah, I'd, which
1: is an issue for the Lakers in terms of who they're going to start at point guard.
0: Yeah, see, there's. I feel like there's just a lot more unknowns with the Lakers. I, I think they probably honest, they start Rondo. I, I would say, but
1: I, dude, I love Caruso. I love Caruso.
0: I do. I, I like Caruso. You, I mean, what? He's not going to play more than fifteen minutes. I feel like he'll he have could. a similar role to what Cook had last year with the Warriors.
1: Oh, I think he should be playing many more minutes than Cook did.
0: Like what? 20 a game? 20 plus. That's just weird, though. They have three point guards. Three true point guards. Yeah. Um, you, you go 20 each, I guess. The thing is, is, like again,
1: the end of the season games don't matter a ton, obviously. like The Lakers were out of it, and teams were arresting their players, but like, I don't want to knock what Caruso was able to do. Like, the last three games of the season, he averaged, like, for sure. tw- 25 and 12 assists. Yeah, And, like, he was playing legit minutes against other NBA players. He showed he could hang.
0: No, um, yeah, for sure. It's taking that next jump now, and when games really matter, when this game matters, can he dude, still R- have to do Rondo just had,
1: like, one of the worst plus-minus in the NBA last year when he was playing.
0: Yeah, again... There's some stock that goes into it, but at the same time, like, it's not everything. And it's it's interesting because there's some players who can put up stats, but it doesn't really translate to winning. And then there's guys that maybe don't aren't stat sheet guys, but they have a, a 100% impact on the game. And that's what i am be more concerned about is finding those guys. Is Caruso a guy that can impact the game in a way that goes past the numbers? But we got to wrap up. I, I think, again, we weigh – I always am like, oh, we're going to be able to fit it in this time. We way overshot, but we're good. I'm glad we got to do this again. I know we got, honestly, today was my fault. I got carried away with the Warriors, but I, I already knew that was going to happen. We covered a lot of ground. Dude, we the, did. The top 10 teams are so
1: difficult because it's so, Jeez, it's nitpicking one thing after another.
0: It is. It is. But we did it. We made it through the 30. I'm going to have both of these. I, I had 19 through 11 up last night. Get, uh, 10 and 10 three 1, I'll get this one up tonight, and then uh, you can expect me to be a little bit more uh, consistent NBA is kind of picking back up we we got uh, plans to do a, a totals episode, so where to put your money on for that, if you are interested in that, just uh, kind of an episode focused on betting, and, and I think during the year, I'll do that too, because I, I do a lot of NBA betting um, okay. what, what do you think about, really quick what do you think about Andrew Luck? Dude, it's sad. Um, it really is sad. I, I was shocked when I saw that, and then you just watch the press conference and you just feel for the guy. But you feel for him. I hundred percent like it's his life, like it's his longevity, it's his family that he's got to take care of. Um, and obviously that's it's tough for Colts fans, but you you gotta you gotta understand like it's it's bigger than just sports. Like you gotta it's, take care uh, of your happiness. To the
1: be- the Colts fan base had an iconic moment in the worst possible way yeah. last night when they when they started booing him off the field. Like, it's not like he just you know rolled his ankle and then was like, okay, this is too tough. I'm going to give up on my, my career. Like in 2016, the dude had a lacerated kidney. Like he was peeing blood in a playoff game, and he still went out and fought for it. Like, how are you going to boo this man off the field?
0: Yeah, I no, I agree. I think it's uh, we always kind of see it because. You could have 99% of your fans be, you know, good and, and all that. But, like, there's just so many people there, I think. Because I've watched it back, and it seems like it was just kind of a portion of the stadium. And, again, there's just going to be people out there that just don't get it. But I, th- I it think It just
1: th- rings loudly, though. Like yeah, for sure. Nobody should ever be booing no. a guy that's poured his literal body. Like, he's given up body parts for this team, for this franchise, for the city as a whole. And it just hasn't worked out for him. And to boo him, it's just low class 100%. by those select fans, and and unfortunately reflects on all, of, all on all the Colts.
0: Fans. But yeah, I, I think I'm sure Andrew knows that that was not the majority of Colts fans, and I feel bad for him, but he's gonna be all right. He's gonna you know he'll focus on you know getting healthy and in that next stage of his life. And I'm I'm happy for him that he was able comfortable enough with himself and his you know support system to be able to make that call.
1: And you know, every, every time there's an injured quarterback, it's going to be like, well, Andrew Luck's just sitting out there. If you want to call Andrew Luck.
0: Yeah. I think he's not coming back. Yeah. I mean, if he does, it's, it's going to be a while from now, but I think it'll be already at that point where he's too old to like yeah, make it. So I, I'm, again, I'm happy that for him, that he was able to make that, uh, make that decision and yeah, and excited to see for him, you know, what that next step is. Um, but for, for us, we'll be back. Maybe Andrew Luck won't be, but we'll be back. Um we're gonna focus on you know betting throughout the season, fantasy basketball. I don't know, again, Tyler and I are in a league. Um and you know, just providing you guys some insight and analysis on everything that's going in, in the league. Hope everyone had a great weekend, Tyler. Thanks again for for joining me today. Do you have any parting words? A fun fact, maybe, or Anything? No, uh,
1: no parting words. I'm excited to get the season going. We the the summer was a long, a long lull, but yeah. there's a a month left until teams start get going with the, with the camps and, and preseason basketball. It's exciting,
0: exciting, exciting stuff. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Enjoy your Sunday night, and uh, we'll be back here in a couple days. Thanks, guys.